Hello again and welcome to yet another rousing episode of The Stouting Off Podcast, episode number 39. Hello again and welcome to The Stouting Off Podcast, where we simply just chat about everyday stuff. I am joined live by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how have you been? Been doing great, man. <clears throat> Did you hear my voice crack just now? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I got emotional. I got emotional because... Um, cool, phone just clicked. I got emotional because this is the first time we're doing the podcast with you, not in studio. Right. But I've got I've I've got the um the the computer set up with our our video call just right across the room where you would normally sit. And in fact I put a hat on the on the computer. I put a wig on the computer and it looks like you now do. That's <laughs> 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 dumb. Here's what but mine it, looks like. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I can see like the little pane of, of where I am in the corner of the window and it looks like I'm 30 feet away because I am in a lot of ways, but in the, in, in the same sense, we're side by side right now. So it's nice to have you here, Jordan. Um, man, let's just dive right into it. Shall we? Um, it's been a nice week so far. Um, today is our, our friend Joe Gessler's birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. He is bald. Um, it's, it's a great birthday for him in general. We love him. special golfer special human being special husband um special friend special friend special employee to his place of work you can just take me at my word on that one because i've worked with him before he's smart and um he's a he's a huge culture ad but anyway let's just jump right into it it's been a good week so far i'll tell you this a lot of people been trying to make plans with me lately and that's that's nice on one hand but on the other hand Man, I don't like plans. Plans to me are restricting. Like, like I got I got um, a message from some friends that I'm actually like I'm interested in hanging out and getting to know this particular group, and they said, "How's next Friday at 6 p.m. look?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to plan that far in advance. I don't subscribe too much to this ideology, but I am an Enneagram Seven. We've talked about the Enneagram before." And one of the things that us sevens love is spontaneity and being able to do stuff on the fly. And the aversion for me to make plans is, is all rooted in what if I get to Friday at 6 PM and there's something better available and there's a better plan, there's a better opportunity for hangs available. Then I'm locked in. It feels restrictive. Slows me down. Restricts me. We've talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got that. And then I've got another, I've got a happy hour with my real estate agent. And that's just a general catch up too. It's not like we're even talking about selling or buying a house right now. Yeah. And then I've got another thing, um, a workout scheduled. And these are all people that I know and like and love. But plans, man. I would much rather get called up on Friday at 4 p.m. and be like, hey, what are you? And they say, what are you doing in two hours? I'd be like, let's hang out. Yeah, right. But but knowing that I'm locked in, lack of freedom, 
lack of choice. Don't like it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I think that I, uh, I actually like prefer to make plans mm. because then like, I just know it exists. Yeah. But the morning that I wake up to do said plan, I'm dreading it. Dread. You're, you're dreading it, dude. I don't want to do way. it. I'm the exact same way. It could be a, it could be, um, a date that I'm excited about could be an interview, could be a cool event of any kind. And if there's any newness to it whatsoever, like if there's any, if any part of it is going to be new, new person, yeah. new experience, whatever, I'm going to have dread. Yeah. I'm going to have dread. And we've discussed that before as well. But yep. that I dread, think the only thing that I don't get dread about is golf. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If I'm like up at 2.30 in the morning and I know I have to be up at 6.30, yeah. it's like, don't wake daddy, I'm up. <laughs> you ever play that game, don't wake daddy? All the time. I mean, I don't right I play I it all the time. I don't I've got play it currently. I thought you said, do you ever play that game? But speaking I think you don't said, did Daddy, you ever play? Speaking of Connect 4, do you ever play that on, the, on a daily basis? <laughs> don't do Wake Daddy, from what I remember, that was a game. I don't remember. I remember it was like a, it was like a, a dad who looked kind of like a young Ebenezer Scrooge, but in the sense that he wore a nightgown and a sleeping cap. Yep. Right? And at some point throughout the game, he would snap forward like he's out of like Dracula coming out of a coffin. Yeah. Perfect 90 degrees. And it would be like a buzzer or something. Yeah. If I remember right. Um, well, then his hat flew off. Did you say that? Um, I didn't say that his hat flew off, but that's a key yeah, detail. That was, yeah. It's great. Sometimes you catch it in your mouth because you're so like shocked. Um, <laughs> but I think that you like, I, I'd have to look at it, but. I think that once you land on a space, it gives you a certain amount of times to press what I think is like the alarm clock. It was like a yellow oh, button, I think. Okay. And you would go tick, tick, tick. And it was like a jack in the box. You know, it was only a matter of time before it went off. I know. And that that suspense, knowing that that's about to happen, it's imminent at any moment, is scary. Um, another game that I, while you were explaining that, that I thought of from my childhood was this game where... It's like a blue board with a bunch of unique shapes in it. You push it down and you have to get all of these shapes. There are probably like 20 of them. You have to fit all of them. They're like, you know, you can fit these little shape oh, pieces yeah. between your thumb and your forefinger. And you have to fit them all in there before it pops up. Yeah. And they go flying. It's another game like that, but I forgot what it's called. I Dude, isn't remember. it called like pop-up? Pop-up. That seems a little generic for what, what I think, but it it could be. Perfection. Perfection. That's it. Perfection. Yeah, you'd push it down in the, in yeah, you'd push it down and then you'd get all, you'd scramble to get all the pieces and it's on like a 45 second timer or something like that. It's stressful yep. as heck, dude. Man, there were a lot of games. The, the Hasbro and, and um, Parker Bros and... I was about to say Dunder Myth. Oh, Milton Bradley. Yep. Those games were cashing in on the rush and suspense and anticipation emotions. Oh, there for sure. There have been some other games like that too. Yeah, Operation, for sure. kind of. Operation, yeah. I like board games a lot. I have four different versions of Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Oh, and that's cool. Like it is, it is, to me at this point in my life, and it's been this way for several years now, 
I would much rather on a Friday, Saturday night, like instead of like going out and bopping around and seeing and being seen, I would much rather have three friends and sit around and laugh around a game of Monopoly. That is like... Yeah, dude. Or Scrabble. Love Scrabble. As a bit of a linguist, of course, I'm going to be going to be a, a bit... Um, wow. I say I'm a linguist and then I'm at a loss for words. I'm going to be <laughs> a, a bit inclined to like Scrabble. Yeah. I like um I like Monopoly. I also like Clue. Here's a fun fact. I've never played Clue. Oh, That's okay. the game where it's like this happened at this place with this weapon or whatever, yep. right? Yep. Oh, it's a good game though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's there's fun. a reason why it's it's like long, renowned. but it's fun, yeah. That's Just okay. like Monopoly. Monopoly can be long too. Yeah. Yeah. You introduced me to Pandemic, which is quite possibly my favorite board game. Do you have Pandemic? Do you have my, yeah, pa- I, my Pandemic? Yeah, I bought it. No, I, I don't have yours. You don't? No, I, I bought it. I I left it at your house. No. So it's gone then. Um, It's gone somewhere. I lost it, and that's great. But it is a freaking fun game. What's it's fun so about fun. Pandemic is that it's all the players against the board. It's a cooperative game. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. You all get to strategize and stuff, and it's a team win or a team loss. Um, oh, man. I... You were talking about something before pandemic. Eh, couldn't have been that important, but I just love, I love games like that. It's fun as heck. It's fun. I love games like that. They are fun. I love games like that. So fun. <laughs> so it's fun. Um, <laughs> I've been making, did I tell you I've perfected my cold brew process? And this literally took 16 months to do, but I have no. a process down now. Tell me about I went, it. So I love cold brew. For those of you who don't know what cold brew is, you have to, uh, it's not just coffee that you then chill. It's, it you, you make it like it's tea almost. The coffee grounds have to steep in water for a period of time, 12 to 24 hours. I, of course, err on the side of 24 or more, but not too much more because I, I, I think you can kind of overdo it. Just like anything in life, there's a sweet spot, you know, moderation, which is something... I naturally struggle with moderation. I have a highly addictive personality. I'm all in or I'm all out. But all that to say, that's just a little bit of the mind of stout for you there. But for cold brew, I went through the process of initially like stirring it in and then I would strain it out. And that took forever, labor intensive. It was messy. You got a good product, but it was just too much to strain out like half of a coffee bag worth of grounds. So I didn't do that. I scratched that. And then I found this thing that was like this... um, cylindrical shape filter that you'd put the stuff in you'd put all the grounds in and then you'd place that in the middle of a jug and that would steep overnight but then that wasn't working for me either because you it just didn't steep well enough now here's the final iteration jordan i got i got um big like they're like tea bags but they're cold brew bags they're like okay that you stuff the cold brew into you pull it to tension so oh that's nice it's like a big tea bag and I put three of those in 96 ounces of water, steep it for 24 hours. And when it comes up, it's so good. And that's no what mess. I have in this. No, no mess. mess. That's no, awesome. Mess, no mass. You just take <laughs> you just take the thing out of the thing. You drop them into the trash. And then you have a clean, ready-to-pour pitcher. I almost want to go get it right now, but I'm not going to. That's tight, dude. A- anyway, that's what's in here. I'm buzzing on this stuff. Cold yeah, that's the good best. stuff. And this is actually, we're doing a, a midday shoot here over lunchtime. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, this I, is a good feeling. 
I tell you, daytime energy is different from nighttime energy. I have, there are advantages and drawbacks to both, but this is nice. This is a nice change of pace. Yep. Would you agree? I agree. That must be why you said yes, and it's nice. Yes. Is that why? It's very nice. <laughs> Do you agree? Dis- Not at all. <laughs> why would you think that? I disagree adamantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, this time of day too, by the way, I, my office in my home here has a window that's low to the ground and I sit right next to it. And throughout the day, I'll just see cats walking by, not like routinely hourly or anything, but like a few times throughout the day, cats will walk by my window, a cat. And I have several different cats. There are so many cats on my property. I feel like it's like it's uh, the American version of Chernobyl, which is the island <laughs> somewhere in Europe. I think it's in Russia that had like a chemical huge explosion. No one can occupy it anymore, but it's overrun with cats now. And that's what I feel like my property is. I don't know where <laughs> these cats come from, but there's a black cat. And then there's one that kind of looks like Tigger. And then there's one that's like kind of got some gray. And I'm like, where are all these cats coming from? But there is one cat next door. Well, she lives outside, but... She belongs to my neighbor, Rick, and her name is Kat. And I call her Catherine just to give her some elegance. But yeah. her, name is, her name is Kat, according to Rick. And she will be like on my porch, like railing, looking into my house. Have I, have I mentioned this before? She'll be like looking into my house. And like I'll be, you know, say I fall asleep on the couch and I'm going to bed. It'll be yeah. like 12 o'clock or something. I'll be walking by my front door, which is mostly glass. And she's just standing there looking at me. That's scary. Like laying on the thing, but her head is like. Yeah, that's scary. I hate cats. Me too. Cats are always scheming, dude. They're always scheming and conspiring something. I've always wondered why you would get a cat if you never see it. Like the cats that are in your yard. Yeah. They're not at home. Yeah. What's the benefit of having that? Pest control. True, dude. I have seen these cats walking around with like mice or little birds or rabbits in their mouths before and that's good except for the birds and rabbits but the mice good the mice aspect but mice on my property don't bother me mice outside it's not like they're getting into my house but i guess that's the preemptive measure is just to nip it before it could possibly happen i heard something a rumor a rumor (laughs) um but i think it's i think it's fact um and that is, the, it, it was just maybe like a week ago that mm. Disney, both land and world, releases a ton of cats at the end of the day. And that's what keeps the mice out of Disney World and land. They release? So let me get this straight. They release a bunch of cats when the when the park closes. And then they return in the morning before the park opens. Wow. And they're, they're killing all the mice. Wow. My, the, my, the first thing, my the first thought I go to is, how are they training these cats to be don't know. Yeah, don't operating know. on such a tight schedule? Right. All right, cats, you've got between the hours of 11 p.m. and about 7 a.m. So get aye, to work. Aye, and, you be, and you better be back here if anybody's late to check in at 7 a.m., <laughs> Aye, aye, Captain Hook. (laughs) They all salute. (laughs) Aye, aye, Donald Duck. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, dude. The the trainer is dressed in a Disney costume. <laughs> He's dressed as a cat. <laughs> I don't All know right, enough cats. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> in a cat costume <laughs> the whiskers and everything mask on they're all just standing at attention saluting when I, this captain. when this information came came up captain. i was like i actually <laughs> i actually believe it because if someone was afraid of cats i'm sorry of mice yeah um and they walked in with the exception of mickey mouse and they walked in to Disney and they were just like, you know, going down a trail and a mouse ran by, that would really alter their experience. Oh yeah. And they would so prob- they can't probably afford- be pretty vocal. No, they can't. Yeah. They can't afford to, uh, <laughs> to see that, uh, Disney can't afford for their guests to see that. So whether that's true or false, um, that's what I heard. That's funny. That's what I heard. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we have a soundbite for that. We'll add it in post. I could just go so many places with that that only we would think is funny. But one of the places that I went was demonstrating how to hunt a cat. The the cat costume person <laughs> demonstrating it on Mickey Mouse. Like they're just like full scale. All right. This is it's kind of like this. This is how you do it. Anyway, that's stupid. We could riff on that and laugh about it. But none of you would think it's funny or would you? And maybe that's why you listen to the podcast is because you like our brand. You like our brand of, of chit chat and banter. And Hullabaloo. Speaking of Baloo, another Disney character from yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park, <laughs> dude. That's it, dude. From <laughs> Jungle Book. Different J name. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baloo. Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, he's from Jurassic Park. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's right. It's the T Rex's name in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah when his enclosure when his enclosure gets uh, yeah the electric gets shut off. Yeah, Baloo. Yeah. yeah, that's his name. That's his name. Um, one quick comment. QR codes are making a comeback here. They tried to, I wrote that down recently. I see QR codes everywhere now. They've been around for a while now. Yeah. Since like 2012, but they never caught on. I feel like until like within the past two years now, QR codes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the pandemic pandemic. Yeah. With uh, not putting menus out on the table and putting a QR code in the middle of the table. So true. So true. I'm actually highly keen for that. I don't like touching menus straight up. Yeah. I don't like I don't like it when everybody sits down at a table and looks at their menu. But you look over at the table and it looks like everybody's having a terrible time because everybody's just on their phones. True. Yeah. That's not a good look. But. What is also not a good look or feeling is when you're at a place like Cheesecake Factory with a big menu, physically big, yeah, and everybody's got their menus out and they're overlapping. And you're like, oh, yeah, true. your menu across from me is like this and it's covering part of mine. I don't like that either. Yeah, same. So that's a good point. The go forward action from that, the solution to the QR phone thing is to just occasionally just create conversation throughout. Hey, what are you seeing on there? What are you liking? What are you looking at? Yep something about me when it comes to ordering at a restaurant, I don't like when someone else orders the same thing as me. So I often will try to go last. I don't, I don't like that. And I don't know why I've changed my order before because someone else decided to get the fettuccine Alfredo as well. Like, Actually, no, no, no. Can I have the chicken marsala instead? I don't, am I crazy for that? Yeah. That's a weird person thing, right? 
No, but it's, it's kind it's, of neurotic. It's dumb. It's. I think that you're like, uh, well, if they get it, I can't get it because of a pride thing. Yeah. But what? What's the point? But if I order first and someone else orders, you know what, what he said? What he said sounds pretty good. I'll get that too. Yeah. I'm like, come on. What if you go to a steakhouse and that's different? And I three mean, people get the fillet. Yeah, there are three or four cuts of of steak so yeah. that's you know your options yeah. are a bit more limited but it's like dude you really had to get the chicken flautas as well there are so many things on the menu <laughs> sure it's like no, it's i like understand copycatting it. like the way drew said it i like how he i like i like what he ordered i want to get that too yeah I'm like get your own dang experience yeah you know yeah but you're a, so I'm a, you're, freak. a that's cool. you're a shepherd you're a, you're a leader in in a lot of ways so what Thank you do you. people want to People want to be a part of it oh, and experience man. what you experience. Thank you. Thank you, bro. And you're, you might be right on that, on that, you know, people might want to, or it's just a popular food item on the menu. That's it. That's actually probably it. That yeah. probably is it. I'm, I'm more comfortable with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had coffee today? Speaking of my cold brew in my right hand that I'm about to take a sip of and I'm buying I have so it. that you can talk so I can take a sip. Yeah, something weird's happening. Um, and for the past week and a half, uh, so I've been just making all of my coffee at home. Uh, I bought one bag of Portland Brew Ethiopian High Priest before I left. Mm. Um, and I've been just making that at home because I sure. just can't find in this area where I'm going to be super, super happy with the coffee. I've got Panera Bread and then there's a Starbucks in the uh, Bush's uh, grocery store. But I can't find anything that's like that I actually want to go pay for. So I have been making it at home. Love it. But one thing is I've been going to the gym every morning. Yeah, you have. And after, after I take my pre-workout and get back from the gym, it's like my body is done with the caffeine. Like I don't need it. Like I don't crave it like I usually do. A lot so I don't of caffeine know. And pre. Yeah, so I don't know. Um like I, I'll have coffee at night. Um, but in the morning I just feel like the body is just, you know, overflown with what, what coffee would give it. That's fair. That's fair. I will say, I think your best bet as a Metro Detroit resident for coffee, at least in the immediate area where you are, is espresso elevado. Yeah, Plymouth. Yep, agreed. They're kind of the most boutique coffee place. Around. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not all about... I, I I don't necessarily want to do a 30-minute round trip for a cup of coffee. That's fair. You, next time you're in the area, you just yeah. have to. But you don't. You won't make an errand for that. Right. Understood, understood. And I know, I know Detroit, downtown Detroit, has a couple of good shops and, mm. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, our friend Jesse does a lot with Madcap, I believe. Yep. Yep. which is, I think they're Grand Rapids based, but they, <clears throat> cool, cool hoarseness in my voice. Cool. Sorry for clearing my throat into the mic. Anyway, that company is Grand Rapids based, but they have an outpost in Detroit now, which is cool. Yeah. Um, One thing also about Detroit, dude, is that you've probably noticed already, you've only been there for a couple weeks, but the trash pickup there is awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's I amazing. I think about that. I think about that. That's one of the things that makes me homesick for Michigan. One of the two things that, you know, when I want to throw stuff out, like here, 
if it doesn't fit in those rinky dink little trash cans, they don't even take it, even if it's just an empty cardboard box. Yep. They will like, not touch it. It could be a shoe box and they won't take it if it's not in the Right. I'm like, grow up. Dude, the first uh the first trash day I was here. So my trash day is on Wednesday. My pickup day is Wednesday. Cool. And um on Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, I called Ben Dag, good friend of ours. Yeah. And I said kind of in your neighborhood too. Like well, yeah, one he's just like over. a mile away, I think, right? Yeah, so something cool. like that. Um I called him and I said this. Hey man, he's like, What's up? I said, Hey, Livonia garbage pickup. Before I could even finish my sentence, he cut in with anything and everything. <laughs> it's true. It's and I was so like, true. anything. And here's what I was stressed about. I had I just moved. So I have six of like the 50 gallon husky bags and then 30 cardboard boxes. They and I'm like, care, you're dude. telling me I can just put this out to to like the end of my driveway. I, I read online that I can't like impede the street or anything like that. Which you really wanted to. So you were disappointed. Which about I that. wanted to just make a roadblock. But <laughs> but the city said I could block party with trash <laughs> barricades, a roadblock party. So I <laughs> I put all of this stuff out and uh they came and picked everything up. And I had a lot of garbage too. 30 it. boxes, eight bags. Uh, but I bought a case of beer for the trash guys. And when they came and got it, I ran out there. I gave it to them and I said, thank you. And they're like, it was no problem. And I said, no, thanks. Like, this is new to me. And you guys took everything without even like thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm going to remember that. And now they're going to remember me. So if I yeah. put a bathtub out there, it's gone. I have actually put a bathtub out into <laughs> in the street in Livonia. I'm not even kidding. I was about to tell you that. I put a bathtub by the curb, ceramic, old from 1950, probably weighed like 80 pounds. Took it, no problem. It's great. They're the they're the heroes. Um, Dude, my neighbors here, I don't know why this peeves me. They don't take in their trash cans for two or three days after trash day. Why? It's easy. You have to like walk past your trash cans to like go for your nightly walks with your dog. Take the trash can in. Yeah, that's crazy. But they take immaculate care of their property otherwise. <laughs> I'm not even one of those neighbors who's like everybody's lawn has to look good. You've seen my lawn. It's overgrown with crabgrass. It stinks. Um, But... Just take the trash cans in. Pretty yeah. much every, pretty much everything I do to maintain my property is because I don't want to be that neighbor that is sure. dragging their feet and making the other houses look bad. Yeah. I just do the bare minimum just not to stand out. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I uh I was guilty of that in Nashville because where I had to put my garbage cans was not visible from any like window. Yeah. Um or anything like that. So it was like on the the wayside of my house. And the back, we would go out and play. The front, we would go out and play. But unless I was driving, yeah. I didn't see the garbage cans. It's nice. So sometimes I would let it go for two days or, or whatever because I'm just not out, outside of my house. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, that's one thing that makes me homesick for Michigan. The second thing is when I'm out after dark and I can't get food and I'm hungry. Yeah. That happened last night. Had I struck out at four fast food places. 
and it was only 12 11 last like when i was trying to get food yeah it's not that late taco well, bell their their menu was on their lights are on i roll up sorry we're closed that's roll ridiculous up, roll up to donald's menu is on lights are on inside sit at the window i sat at the menu for two minutes saying hello hi hello hello anybody there no answer people on or people on there were people powered on inside the building <laughs> but there were people inside walking around and stuff like employees and i'm like dude it's yeah, a that's helpless ridiculous. feeling to be hungry and not be able to and i literally the only edible things i have in this house are a container of mixed nuts that my friend Eric Wilson brought over for a bourbon tasting about a year ago and a container of sprinkles. That's it. Mixed, mixed nuts, nuts or sprinkles. sprinkles. Yeah. What um I went to bed hungry. What's Still funny? Hungry. Dude, here's the thing though. I think everything closes at midnight right now. And in fact, I think things here close at 10. So with that being said, wow. I didn't I had, think about that, but I feel like that's always been the case since I've lived here, but you you might be onto something. I had a terrible experience. I was so excited for my first Livonia Taco Bell experience. It's because they do it better up there. So I don't blame you for Except being excited. Except for, yeah. So I went there and I think the closest one to me is at Eight and Haggerty. Okay. So Not it's like a particularly good one. Two and a half to three and a half miles away. Something like that. I got there and there were seven cars ahead of me that yep. I could see, probably two more by the window. Yep. And it took me 35 minutes to get through that line. Yep. Monica's texting me like, where the heck are you? I was like, yep. I got to Taco Bell in six minutes and I've been here for a total of 40. That, that particular location, without getting too much into the weeds, is... Um they're notoriously long waits. I used to work at the Best Buy right across the street. And oh, crazy. even on a 30-minute lunch, I couldn't get there and back with food ever. It, it Interesting. Stunk. Okay. Good to know. And that's right next to your gym, too. It's Temptation Island, man. And that's a good... But that right... McDonald's right next to it is a really good Don's. Okay. All right. I love Don's. Now I, now I know. And there's a big boy right there, too, I think, unless that's probably closed down. No, it got taken down. But there's a big sense. boy by me. There's a big boy at six in Newburgh in front of the Aiko Hardware or Ace Hardware or whatever in, in the Bushes parking lot. Oh, cool. Oh, there six. is. Yeah, that's right. Will Woodington used to work at um, Aiko Hardware. Andy Brody that, used to work at Ace Hardware. Right? Different hardwares. Hey, we just got an email. Hi there. Ferris here from Verbal. We found your podcast on the open podcast directory and built your station. The Stouting Off podcast. I know you're going to want to claim it and take control. Here are a few reasons why. Blah, blah, blah. Your marketing, what's in it for you? That's the real question. If I join your thing, what's what are you gain? What are you gain? Do you hear me? What are you gain? <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> if I join you, what are you gain? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. How are the kids? Kids are good. Acclimating. Yeah, probably yeah, nice everything's to be around going family. Good. I'll tell you what, man, and I would have said this if I lived... I, you know I'm a Nashville... I'm a loyal Nashville resident. You know me. Before you finish, before yeah. you finish, you got to change your Instagram bio. Still says Nashville TN. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's because I'm holding on to it for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the winds of change. You know how uh, I'm just very loyal. Love. 
I've got Nashville pride. True. One thing that I would say, even in even if I lived in Nashville, is nothing ever will beat a Michigan summer. That's just a fact. Dude. It's just a stone cold fact. It is so incredibly nice. The other day I woke up and it was 63 degrees outside. And then it heated up. It, it heated up to about 80. And then at nighttime, went to water the grass, do some things outside, pick a couple things, whatever. It's probably 68 degrees. Come on. So the Michigan has like the mountain curve, right? Yeah. And Nashville has just the top bar. Yeah. Because it stays the same heat no matter what. Yeah, it's like this. Yink, yink. Yeah. For four months there, and then it cools down. Yeah. Michigan has the nice little yimp. But then I tell you, these the, the tail ends last long. Yep. The tail ends where it's where it's cold. Oh yeah. The that I mean, I'm talking a specific two months. That's it. <laughs> for the for the bell? For, for the, the good. for yeah. the good. Yeah. Right. And maybe three with fall and stuff, but Yeah. But no, you're right though. You're right. That's cool. Um got my car washed yesterday. It's nice. Is that right? Yeah, I have the car wash membership that I believe you used to have as well. Yep. And got one here. Replaced it. Nice. Yeah, this is cool. I drive by this place all the time and I, I take my car through there and my car isn't particularly nice. It's a 2013 Golf with 127,000 miles on it. But it doesn't have any like scratches or rust or like dents. So I think even though it's an old style car from 2013, I think it still looks really nice. It shines when it's clean. So I try to take it through there a couple times a week. One thing, when I go through there, they pack the cars together so closely. They do. It makes me mad. Yeah, like they when do. the guy keeps waving me on, and I'm like, dude, if I keep going anymore, I'm going to be a foot away from the Escalade in front of me. Yeah. I can't, like, why? There's nobody behind me. Why is it such a rush? Why is it so urgent that I get in there? Right. This way. And there's nobody behind you and no one in front of them. It's like, hey, just let it be, man. Yeah, give me a car length. Give me six feet. I'll take six feet. My I think car, when you're packed in there like that too, I think it lessens your car wash experience. Like I think that you get less of stuff. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe there could be something to, to say about that. My car, when I shift out of neutral, which you have to be in throughout the thing, in order to shift out of neutral, I have to apply the brake. So that's why if there's somebody behind, like my car huh. requires it, huh. I can't shift out of neutral into drive. If there's somebody behind me, I have to like do it real quick. Sure. You couldn't yeah. see my right foot there, but I was just like real quick. I got to do it really fast or else that two foot margin is going to shrink pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm going to have a little fender bender in the dang car wash. Yeah. I've said dang a couple times, but I'm running hot today. Yeah. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? I take back the car wash experience and I'm going to flip that to the drying experience because if you've got a blast out of there when your car when the green light happens i always just inch up so it gets my back window really good yep but if i've got to fly out of there yeah i'm gonna have dots on my back window and that is it's avoidable that's my that's my issue with that particular topic is it's it's avoidable yeah but they are like no get in there um well cool i'm gonna go get some lunch 
I'm going to get a um, a club sandwich from Mitchell Deli. Yeah, I got this amazing mustard that they put on there. Yeah, dude. I was thinking about cutting my hair this week too. Should I get a haircut? I am about sure. to go on tour, which I like having long hair when I'm playing. But I, I also kind of want shorter hair again. Shorter hair again. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna trim it on the top. You mean? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I found this. Um, you've got a vibe when you drum and and you've got the tight sides, and you, and longer hair on the back. You so let that? me be that advocate. Okay. Because I found this video of me today. You can hear me griping about daylight saving. I'll show you the video, though. I just realized we lose an hour of sleep tonight. Daylight saving time. Why? Somebody explain to me why this is necessary. And I actually still stand by that. Why do we have daylight saving time? But I... um. You know, it's saving and not savings. But anyway, you probably can't see it on the camera. I'm going to tilt this like so. You can't see the camera because you're far away. But I look pretty cool in this. Maybe I'll I'll send you a screenshot. We'll throw it up. We'll throw it up. Yeah. I'll send you a screenshot. I'll send you this video, actually. And you can, if you want to superimpose it, you can. And if not, no big. It's all good. Jordan, I think we need to... um, Man, we have some really loyal followers and listeners and subscribers. It's really nice. And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to brainstorm how we can grow this thing, how we can reach new ears. Aside from our followers and subscribers and uh, fans being evangelists for the Stouting Off podcast and sharing us with everybody, let's be brainstorming about how we can really target our message. But first we have to identify a message. Our message I think I think people like our podcast because it's just harmless chit chat that's relatable. You can have it on while you're cooking, cleaning, working out on the stairmaster, working, working. And so <laughs> I want to start I want to grow this thing kind of. I want and not so that not for us, but I think we're offering something kind of we're offering value. We're bringing value. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, we're hanging out. We're hanging out. It's like listening to two of your close friends, two of your best friends, just talk about their lives, you know, and talk about stuff that you can relate to. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm thinking out loud. Ready, beep, beep, <laughs> right away. Remember when we played that with Danny Black? I do. That was so fun. That I was my, great. I used hot rods for that, the wood stick things on the drums. You yep. were legendary at those. Jordan and I used to play with our friend Danny Black, who is actually speaking of loyal followers and subscribers and fans and friends of the podcast. He is one of them. Danny would come to town from, uh, you know, he lives out of the country in Australia, but whenever he would come to town, we would play live shows, like live cover shows for like two or three hours at the local watering hole in our hometown and we would play some fun fun songs. Yeah, man. Everybody wants to rule the world, Africa, take on me. Yeah, dude. Thinking out loud by Sheeran. Man eater. Man eater. Yep. We would call our friends up on the spot to sing it even though they had no idea that we were going to ask them to. Yep. 
we had Good. Will we had Will Good come times. up and sing Man Eater one time, and it's Hall and Oates. It's high. You never come out at night. We had him, and I saw. And guess who out. absolutely killed it? Mook. Oh, Will. Yeah, yeah. Will. <laughs> and then Mook killed it. What Mook sing? Maroon Five or something? I right? think we had him sing Payphone by Maroon Five. That goes yeah, to yeah. show how long ago it was. Um. Anyway, Man, that's, that's so fun. That was so fun. Special times. Thank you for listening and tuning in to episode 39 of the Stouting Off podcast where we chat about everyday stuff. We love you very much. And um, Drew and Jordan signing off. See you later. Bye. Bye.